Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Characteristics of King Puranjan, text 51. Deva Urnama Puryadva Deva Urnama Puryadva Uttarena Puranjana Uttarena Puranjana Rastram Uttara Panchalam Rastram Uttara Panchalam Yati Shrutadaranvita Yati Shrutadaranvita Devahu Of the name Devahu Nama, as it was called, Purya, of the city, Dvaha, gate, Uttarena, on the northern side, Puranjana, King Puranja, Rastra, country, Uttara, northern, Panchalam, of the name Panchala. Yati used to go. Shutadara Anvita with his friend Sutadara. On the northern side was the gate named Devahu. Through that gate King Puranjan used to go with his friend Sutadara to the place known as Uttarapancha. The two ears are situated on the northern side and the southern side. Here on the southern side is very strong and is always anxious to hear about sense enjoyment. The ear on the northern side, however, is used for taking initiation from the spiritual master and for gaining promotion to the spiritual sky. The right ear or the ear on the southern side is called Pitrihu, which indicates that it is used for attaining the higher planetary systems known as Pitriloka. 
But the left ear, which is known as Devahu, is utilized for hearing about even higher planetary systems such as Maharloka, Tapaloka, and Brahmaloka. Or yet even higher planets situated in the spiritual universe where one becomes more inclined to be permanently situated. This is explained in Bhagavad Gita 9.25. Tadevi. Yanti Devi Vratadevan Pitrin Yanti Pitri Vitaha Vrataha Bhutani Yanti Bhutena Yanti Madhya Jinovimam. Those who worship the demigods will take birth among the demigods. Those who worship ghosts and spirits will take birth among such beings. Those who worship ancestors go to the ancestors. And those who worship me will still live with me. <clears throat> One is interested in being happy on this planet as well as after death generally. Um, One wants to be elevated to Pichi Lokas. Such person can use the right ear for hearing Vedic instruction. However, one who is interested in going to Tapa Loka, Brahma Loka, the Vaikuntha plans or Krishna Loka may take initiation from the spiritual master in order to be elevated to, to such Loka. Om Jnana Timarunasya Jnana Salakya Shakshurun Minitanyana Tasmai Sri Gurave Sri Chaitanya Manobhistam Stapitanya Bhutale Svayam Rupam Kadamiyam Dadati Svapalantikam Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhuni Chananda Sri Advaita Gadada Sri Vasadi Gora Bhaktavinna Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So there's a process of gradual elevation within the universe. And the Vedic literatures outline that process, how we can uh, attain better and better domains. And we're seeing that the, the right ear was used to attain, it is known as Pitrihu, and therefore aiming to attain Pitriloka. Uh, but Pitriloka is still not as good as the higher planetary systems in the universe. Uh, um, in the Brihad Bhagavatam Rita, uh, there's some more description on that and it says, of course, there is Swark above the middle planetary systems where we currently reside. Then there are the lower planetary systems. In the heavenly regions, uh, pious souls uh, can obtain who, who still have a desire to enjoy but who are inclined to do this in a, in a proper way in an authorized way, they can attain the higher planetary systems. And above them are the Jana Mahar Tapa Lokas. It's said that Jana Loka is the abode of the Pajapatis. So the Pajapatis, they live for a very long time. Um, the Manus, for example. You know, the Manus, um, they live in, in, in 
very, very long time. One man who lives 91 Divya Yugas. Divya Yuga is a cycle of four Yugas. So, 91 Divya Yugas is a long time. Um, and uh, so these are very great personalities staying in the Jamala. Then the Maharloka is still higher. It is said at the time of the dissolution, uh, great heat comes from the mouth of Ananta Sage, who is at the bottom of the universe, and the heat increases so much, all the planets burn. But uh, the heat is also felt in Janaloka, but not in Maharloka. So it's said then the residents of Maharloka or Janaloka are traveling to Maharloka. Right. And there, there are great sages uh, who are just, uh, just absorbed in worship. Higher still is the place of the brahmacharis and tapaloka. Uh, those who are brahmacharis, and, and they can attain tapaloka. And higher still is the place where the sannyasis go, which is brahmaloka. Uh, is the topmost planet within the universe. So we can see in the Vriyad Bhagavatamrita, uh, one is placed in a particular region within the universe according to one's involvement with lusty desires. If one is lusty and is not engaging according to principles of Dharma, then the middle planetary systems where we are now. And the result of that is one will go down to the lower planetary systems where one will suffer. In the higher regions, the devatas, they also engage in lusty activities, but they do so according to dharma. And then we get the prajapatis. The prajapatis are basically performing austerities and all the time to get good offspring. And the main focus is just austerity and austerity, austerity. The sages who are reside in the Maharloka are yet uh, are yet more absorbed in transcendence, and then the brahmacharis in Tapaloka. Um, so in this way, there are different planetary systems, and it's said by hearing to the right ear, one can go up in the universe, but higher still. By hearing in the left ear, one can attain Tapaloka and and even Maharloka. All right, so this is all trying to attain a better material situation. And the Vedic culture was a very intricate culture, a science of how to how to punya improve one's conditions of life. And we see in India today there are still many remnants of this culture. Um, the burning god is called Svargadwar, gate to the heavenly regions. Right? That was the object, objective. And then punya is to be collected in various ways so that one can get a better destination. And people are still inclined this way. Um, the Srimad Bhagavatam, however, is, is not satisfied with this. Uh, the Srimad Bhagavatam 
Somebody stronger than me. It is describing that this is Kaitava Dharma, Kaitava Dharma, cheating religion. It says we're doing all these religious activities, all this ritual, but we are cheating. Who are we cheating? We're cheating ourselves. We get cheated, in other words, it's cheating religion. We get cheated because the fruits are temporary. So what's the point? Um, that is also very clear from Bhagavad Gita. Um, why pursue temporary results? It doesn't make sense. Yes, even if it's a long time, then it's gone. Therefore, when we're talking about elevating ourselves, it should have an eternal goal. That is the essence of Srimad Bhagavatam. That is why here, left ear, right ear, whatever, whatever ear, right? it is all, you know, all, this kind of approach is still materialistic and, and ritualistic. Let uh, me see. And people are very attached to ritualistic performance. That was a big thing. No, no. Yes. Uh, it must be done like this, must be done like that. Because in the Dharma Shastra, and the Dharma Shastra are lower Vedic literatures. Yes. It is a Janmanan Jayate Sudra. By birth, everyone is a Sudra. Sanskarit Bhavitrija. By Sanskaras, one can become twice born. Then said Vedapatat Bhavit Vipra. And Brahman Janatiti Brahman. So it says by birth a sudra, by the sanskaras we can become twice born, and then by following the path of the Vedas one can become a vipra. So a vipra is learned in this ritual. No, 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 no. Must be this ear, not that ear. Must be this way, that way. Dharma Shastra is focusing on this ritual. But this is Karmakanda. This section of the Vedas brings us, it improves the condition of our karma. That is what it's about. It is about improving the karma. And yes, karmana devani trena yantu devapanchate, that it is by karma and divine arrangement, daivane trena, the divine glance of the Lord, that we attain a particular situation in this world. So therefore, um, it is a system by collecting punya of trying to improve the conditions of life. And this is cheating. We're cheating ourselves, doing all this ritual. We're cheating ourselves because we're getting only temporary results. Ksine punya visanti, you go to heaven to Swargadvar. Huh? What does it say? You perform your punya, 
You do all your rituals very carefully. Then at the end of life, through Swagada, you attain Swark, heavenly planets. Yay! And enjoy. And then, after the punya runs out, shh, again fall down. Uh, and suddenly one starts falling and, one's, and one cries tears. And one enters into those tears and falls down into the rain, mixes with the rain and comes down to the lower systems. Then enters into some grain and is eaten by some living entity and then injected through semen into the womb. And then in the womb, ah, there it's nice and safe. No, there are the creamy, there are the worms and all kinds of parasites that bite also the soft skin of the child in the womb when one cannot escape. And when the mother eats hot chilies, then the skin of the child is burned in the womb, right? Yes, and it's painful. And one is conscious in the womb and praying in the womb. One is remembering previous lives and praying, oh, no, never, not again. No, no, I promise, I promise, this time, this time I will dedicate my life to you, oh Lord, I will, I will. And then birth. And yes, one gets squeezed out of the womb through a narrow opening under great force, painful for the mother and painful for the child. Uh, and then the shock. Birth. Everything forgotten. Ah. Uh, what did I promise again? Forgotten. And the first sound is... Uh, and we're back in the material world. Back in the world. We were already in the womb in the material world. Anyway, so this is more or less the, the sequence. Uh, so what is the point? Yadbramatam uparyada. Sometimes going up in the universe, sometimes going down in the universe. This is simply cheating. Simply kaitava. Simply cheating. Uh, therefore, Shima Bhagavatam Mahamuni Kriti Kimbapare Ishvaraha. Uh, one should take the benefit, the Krite of the Bhagavatam, which has been given to us by Mahamuni Vyas. Uh, it is It is the ripened fruit of Vedic knowledge. It is the essence of all Vedic literature. It is about pure devotional service and nothing else. Vasudev um, there's Vasudev and Vasudev. Krishna is Vasudev. Uh, and Vasudev is his father. Um, so Vasudev. Vasudev is, is not only the personality who is Krishna's father, but his consciousness is Vasudev. His consciousness is known to be Visuddha Sattva, his consciousness is completely absorbed, 100% in remembrance of the Supreme Lord. 
Therefore, his consciousness is pure goodness. And it says that that pure consciousness was transferred from Vasudev to Devaki, and then there was an immaculate conception. Then the Lord entered the womb of Devaki through Diksha, it is said. It says that is the process of Diksha, to transfer Divya Jnana, transcendental knowledge, to transfer pure transcendental consciousness. So that's what it's about. So this gate, that gate, uh, of course, we use all our gates for sense gratification. Um, sit next to the swimming pool, right? And on a big bed, you know, sort of like uh, drinking some coconut. <laughs> coconut. Got your big wireless, super-duper stereo earphones, noise cancellation, earphones on. Meanwhile, your brain is getting fried by the things uh, because it's all just be, it's all Bluetooth, right? So all all this radiation goes from one side to the other side to your brain. Uh, I wonder why more and more people are now getting Alzheimer's. So. Maybe. Anyway, so in the future we're going to have a lot of fun. You see all these people with the white sticks in their ear? You see them walking around, these little apple white sticks? Good luck to you. Nice music, yes, very nice. And in the future, oh, so handy, you can take any call, anytime, always connected. Yay. Yeah, well, you'll get disconnected in the future. <laughs> Bing, <coo-coo. laughs> So, this is the uh, situation. So now, we're using both ears for hearing rubbish. We try to enjoy all the senses at the same time. That's perfection. Tasting something good, hearing something good, getting massage at the same time. Um, and so on and so on all enjoy why enjoy only one of the senses enjoy all of them are you ready why not Mm. yes so and Bhagavatam is is totally focused on on an eternal goal Um, and particularly on an eternal relationship with Krishna and in trying in that relationship with Krishna, trying to um, give everything we have. Um, so many personalities are described in Srimad Bhagavatam. And each of these personalities is, uh, is outstanding. Um, outstanding means different, different from the average person. Um, not looking at what is everyone else doing, but rather being living with the scriptures. When we live with the scriptures, 
It means the scriptures are the standard, not what other people do. The tendency is to conform. The power of the psychological power of being in the company of other people is very, very strong. And we tend to conform. And they have all kinds of tests, like in a waiting room of a doctor. Everyone's sitting, and then suddenly this bell would go off. Uh, then two people in the waiting room would stand up, and all the others are sort of looking, and then they, they also, some also stand up. Huh? And then it goes on again, and after ten minutes, again. Uh, this time more people stand up. Huh? And by then, it's become the norm. So then everyone stands up. Uh, every time the bell goes, uh, everyone stands up. You can see videos about this. <coughs> or there's the thing, there's a man, he's got a hat, right? And they arrange, and he goes in a, in a lift, he goes down in the lift. So they arrange it that on the next floor, there are also two men, and they also have hats, and they get into the lift, right? So then, suddenly in the lift, there's three men, and they all have hats, right? Now the two men that just joined, they take off their hats, right? And then after a while, you see that the other one also takes off his hat. Right? It's like that. Um, so it's like, or someone comes in a lift, and everyone is turned, turned in the other direction. Then this man, and after a while he also turns and aligns with the other people. So how much are we doing it? How much are we actually aligning ourselves with others? Huh? Yes. Uh, we're different, but not so different. Right? Looking at trends, and a little different, but not too much different. Yeah, that's the art. Yeah, so everyone conforms. Huh? But then we see in the Bhagavatam, we see these personalities who are Mahajans. They are great, powerful personalities. And these Mahajans, they are exemplary personalities. And they are described. Huh? Like Bali Maharaj. Bali Maharaj is born in a demon family. What can you do? A family of healthy demons. Right? His father was a first-class demon. Not uncommon. Now, there's more of us who have some demon fathers and even demon mothers and sisters and brothers and demon uncles and demon ankles, aunties, right? Yes. And so, so it's difficult not to become a demon when you are surrounded by demons. It's just natural. It's normal. Right? I mean, you've already done some demoniac things before you even started thinking. Your mother was feeding it to you, the unedible things. Yes. So what to do? So all these things are going on. Yes. And then we see that Bali Maharaj, right, just went against, against the norm, against what other people were thinking. Even his guru was instructing him falsely. 
And Bali Maharaj had the presence of mind to just stick with the scriptures. He just stick, stuck with the instructions of the scriptures. Somehow or other he knew. He says, no. Uh, his guru said, no, don't give to Vishnu. No, don't, because he'll take everything in two steps. Then where will you, where will this third step? You promised three steps of land, you know, and you'll take the third step and take everything in two steps. Where will you put your third step? Then you'll make a big offense, you'll go to hell with this step. Don't do it. Um, so Bali Maharaj, he said, no, to Vishnu I must give. Because he acted according to scripture. Uh, so this is the point. Right? And of course not, one has to know which scripture. And then Srimad Bhagavatam, the essence of all scripture. So this is what we are meant to do, to act according to Srimad Bhagavatam. And therefore, we first have to become absorbed in Srimad Bhagavatam. Therefore, Srimad Bhagavatam is meant to be our constant companion. Uh, Constant companion means we read Srimad Bhagavatam and then we have Shastra Shakshus. Then we see through Srimad Bhagavatam. And then we act according to Srimad Bhagavatam. And in this way, the Bhagavatam is our constant companion. Uh, and therefore, this lecture every day about the Bhagavatam to pull our mind into the Bhagavatam. So that when we are in some mundane environment, uh, when we are with the demons, um, yes, Prabhupada called factories the dungeons of the demons. No, it's like, you know, it's all about industry. Yeah. It's all, we're all part of the industry. Uh, it's like really buying, selling goods, yeah. factory made. So these are things from the dungeons of the demons. Yes. And your, your, your immediate boss, your supervisor, is expert, expert. He's your friend, he's understanding, and then he's chastising and demanding. Then again, your friend and understanding, and then a little carrot. If you just do a little better, really, not really, and you're doing good, you're doing very good, you really appreciate, you know, you appreciate your contribution to the company very much. But, you know, there's an opportunity, a golden opportunity, and you've got to work hard for it. But if you do, right, you'll get promotion and you'll earn 40% more. And just showing you quickly, you know, with that 40%, you can borrow actually from the bank, actually the company itself as a mortgage plan for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of the benefits in our company. You get a mortgage, no Better interest rates in the bank, yeah, you can get. So you get 40% plus better interest rates. Think, think, think. Carrot, carrot, carrot. And then chastise, chastise, chastise. I mean, you know, I mean, you got to do better. Drunk, expert. Demons. Expert demons. Uh, he cares about numbers. He has to show numbers. Right? That's what counts. Right? It's not the effort that counts. It's the result. 
The effort is useless if there are no results. You have understood. Yes. The effort is nothing unless there are results. Understood. Yeah. So that's a demoniac culture. Uh, how different is devotional service? Even without effort. If you already think of devotional service, there's not much effort at least just for a moment think pick a rose you did it? okay, Okay. concentrate, concentrate kids, pick a rose in your mind just do it it's okay, you can do it you just go, pick a rose in your mind I've got it take that rose put it at the feet of the deity in your mind just put it there okay, it counts you got the benefits Already done. I mean, okay, I'm going to just meditate a million dollars. Here it is. Okay, throw it on the altar. Okay, I just donated a million dollars. Not bad for the early morning. Good start of the day. It is stated in the Bhagavatam, in 1st Canto chapter 16, Right? That is the chapter where Maharaj Pariks is dealing with Kali and, and the bull dharma and all that. And then it is stated that even if you think anything positive, it immediately results. And if you think anything negative, uh, who doesn't sometimes think like, you know, you know, I'm drop dead. <laughs> if that fortunately doesn't happen. If we think drop dead, you know, I mean, lots of people would have dropped dead by now. Uh, uh, or we wish someone some, uh, something else. Yeah. Uh, no, that has no effect. When we think negative, no result. No result. Uh, no reaction. So it is already amazing. What, so the effort in devotional service counts when we do something for Krishna, even if it is not perfect, even if there's, the result never comes. Arjuna asked this question. Huh? Arjuna asked this question, what happens to someone who is practicing but doesn't attain perfection? Is all his work lost like a riven cloud? Right? In other words, he's asking, is it about the results? Then the answer is no, right? It is the the effort also counts. There's no loss, no diminution. Even a little bit of devotional service benefit on anything, even if not perfect, and that's the idea. So this should become the culture. We need a culture. Rupa Goswami points it out that Krishna consciousness is not like flicking a light switch. It's not from asking the lad. Have you seen the lad? Oh brother, have you seen the lad? Did you see the lad? I'm asking, you didn't see the lad. Oh brother, oh brother, you're in darkness. Oh brother, you're in darkness. But wait till you see the lad. And when you see the lad, Oh, then you'll see the light. Like a switch. No, it is not like a switch. It's about cultivation. 
cultivation. Krishna consciousness must be cultivated. Krishna Anushilanam must be cultivated. So, in the cause, therefore, little bits of service. Anattapasanam saksat bhakti yoga madokshajay. That by the anartas, the stumbling blocks, that which blocks us, will be removed by devotional service. See, when we looked at Srila Prabhupada's first Srimad Bhagavatams that he brought with him from India to America, then there was a dust jacket. There's a book, and around it there's the paper dust jacket. This one is stuffed with sticky tape. This book is all sealed up. Yes, sealed up. Correct. Correct, yeah. So I cannot take the uh, dust jacket off, but it has a dust jacket. Yes. So Prabhupada made dust jackets on his Bhagavatams. And he designed the first cover himself. And he drew Goloka. He drew. And from Goloka, the light, the Brahma Jyoti, was emanating and he drew the Vaikuntha planets in that Brahma Jyoti and then he drew the material universes and then inside Lord Brahma and then the planetary systems and so on and you see on the Vaikuntha planets see the Vishnu forms and everything right? so all that is there on the cover of the Bhagavatam and then Prabhupada writes if you read that dust jacket did you you may have read the, the, the Bhagavatam. But did you read the dust jacket? No. You read the dust jacket. Who read the dust jacket? I mean, read it. Just read it. And when you read the dust jacket, you'll find a description, and Prabhupada writes there, that actually um, a portion of the spiritual sky He's just made a drawing of the spiritual sky. He says, so this is the whole spiritual sky drawing. And then a portion of the spiritual sky becomes covered by a cloud of illusion. And so, the living beings in the material world, in the universes, they are thinking they are in the material world. And actually, they are in the spiritual world. That's what you get from the dust jacket. I mean, that's quite a message there. Read the dust jacket, you'll see it. First count. So, in this way, um, it's very interesting. Because we are still in the spiritual world, but we don't perceive it like that. That's because of the obstacles. So, all we have to do is remove these obstacles. When the obstacles are removed, automatically Nietzsche see the Krishna Prem, Automatically the original consciousness is awakened. This chanting is not an artificial imposition on the mind. Uh, Prabhupada said, it is rather natural. It is the nature of the mind to glorify. Got to glorify something, somebody. Uh, that's the nature of everyone. 
if you don't glorify anything, then at least yourself. Yeah. I am the most wonderful personality that ever walked on earth. Glorification is natural. Look at some idol, some sports star, some music stars, Michael Jackson, or whatever else, whatever goes, I don't know what goes. I don't don't want to know what goes. I want to know only Krishna. Um, So, in this way, spiritual life is not difficult. It's not that we have to somehow or other bend ourselves in an impossible form to be a devotee. Although in the beginning, sometimes it feels like that. But that's only the beginning. Just do more devotional service and and automatically our attraction to Krishna becomes awakened. It's not that we have to force it. It will come automatically. Just more and more service. Therefore, some people are trying to read some emotion into what they're doing. You know, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna. Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. Takes, why does it take you seven hours to chant your rounds? Uh, well, you know, I mean, I don't know, I can't do it any faster, you know, I just can't, because... I want to chant with the heart. Oh, you mean you want to artificially try and put some emotion in there? Hey, Don't worry about that. It's, it's not the process. It's not the process. Uh, the process is, it will be automatically awakened. Just do service. You can chant a little faster. You can chant too slow. Hurry. Space, 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 Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Krishna, you know, Earth, Earth, Tokyo, New York, Sydney, Hari, shopping mall, Krishna. Kites, kite surfing. <laughs> Too much space between the mantras allows for the mind to go all, all over the place. So actually, very slow chanting is, is not recommended. If you chant very slow, then we just leave a lot of space for the mind, mind, mind. So concentrate simply and get some speed. Build it up. So in this way, we can just get absorbed, completely absorbed. Um, And it all comes gradual, natural. Doesn't need to be forced. Um, Krishna consciousness is not about force. Then you have to, if you want spirituality with force, then you got to go to some of the neighbors. You know, there are some fellows, they are really into force. It's all about force. But Krishna consciousness 
is a voluntary process. It is based on attraction, natural attraction, which will be awakened by simply engaging in devotional service. So that is our business. And we don't care through which ear you hear. Hear the Hare Krishna Mahana Mantra through both ears. Better to two ears than to one ear. That's it. Hear it any way you can. And it doesn't matter whether the house is fast to Like, you see, if there's a tree in front of the house, and according to Fastu, this tree is wrong, and it will bring bad luck to the house, then destroy the tree. No. Vaishnava knows that if you kill the tree unnecessarily, that you'll get reactions. Therefore, Vaishnava will keep the tree, because the Vaishnava doesn't care that the Vastu is wrong, because the Vaishnava knows Krishna will adjust it. If we simply chant the holy name in this place, we don't worry about this Vastu. Prabhupada didn't worry about Vastu. Prabhupada didn't do a lot about Vastu, Vastu, Vastu. Because it's coming back. Jyotish, Jyotish, what will the Jyotish say? <coughs> the Jyotish can tell you about your karma, but the Jyotish cannot tell you about your Sukriti, about the benefit of devotional service that he cannot see, that you get from Krishna and not from karma. No Jyotish can calculate what you get from Krishna. So simply serve Krishna and everything gets adjusted by the Sukriti. The karma gets overpowered. Therefore, karma kanda. Pious activities to counteract bad karma is not required. Just over the secreti of devotional service. So that is the conclusion. I'll end with this conclusion and see if you have a question or two or five minutes. I never heard this before, Teresa. When people say you love yourself first, or love yourself, but I don't. What they say? You have to love yourself, but I don't think you have to love yourself. Yeah, like you're just not so interested in yourself. You think about Krishna, love Krishna. Well, the Vaishnava, this is this is the self-esteem stuff. Love yourself, right? Uh, You know, in order to love, you have to first love yourself. Now, how does a Vaishnava deal with this? A Vaishnava says, a great Vaishnava said. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami. I am lower than a worm in stool. Okay. He's got a problem there. Maybe he's got a serious case. I am so fallen that anyone who comes in touch with me loses all his pious credits. I mean, this, this guy needs some therapy. Yeah. I mean, it's like getting serious. And then so there's two verses, Chaitanya and then the third verse. But how amazing is it is that one as fallen as I has received the mercy of Nichananda. And then the Vaishnava is ecstatic. I got the mercy of Nichananda. And in this way it doesn't matter that you're lower than a worm in stool. Yes, I'm lower than a worm in stool, but I got the mercy of Nichananda. 
Yes, I am so impious. Everyone who sees me gets contaminated. But I got the mercy of Nietzsche. So that, that takes care of the whole self-esteem issue. And one who got the mercy of Nietzsche. Nietzsche means always blissful. So one who's got the mercy of Nietzsche also becomes Nietzsche Also Nietzsche Ananda also becomes always blissful. I've got the mercy of Nietzsche <coughs> Through Prabhupada, who is the representative of Nietzsche Because Nietzsche is a Nietzsche And he's the representative of Nietzsche So he really got the mercy of Nietzsche So no worries, thanks. <laughs> no worry. She'd be right. Yes. With Maya's Krishna's energy itself, Maya's Krishna's energy, and it's very strong. We have we have no power against it. So we, oh, oh. So we depend on mercy. Oh. And we see this in so many situations. Uh, let me say, uh, even Brahaspati, who is such a sage, so he, he does um, uh, a wrong act when he sees a woman uh, at that level. People who are doing devotion service like Bharat uh, uh, Maharaj, he had, he fell down from, he was at uh, Bhava level, he has fallen down. So it's, it's sometimes quite scary and we keep telling that, okay, just to devote to service, forget about the outside world. But then, especially for kids, it's a big issue. But they are seeing kids outside here. And sometimes... What about kids' big issue? That's the point. Everything made sense, you said, and now I'm wondering what you mean. Yes, because sometimes the kids, they, they feel, why aren't we like this? Why aren't we enjoying like this? I mean, uh-huh. If you tell them, sometimes I have seen, uh, I've been very fortunate, Krishna's mercy, it's totally Krishna's mercy. But in other families I have been seeing that the kids are literally revolting. You always take us to the Bhagavatamka. You don't go anywhere. Why are we doing the same? And they yeah. don't take, go away from devotional service. Yeah. Well, so that, that's, that's also a big there. Issue. That's a big issue itself. Sure. Yeah. And the, we talk about being humble, but... Okay, don't put too much all in one question. <laughs> you're putting the whole, the whole book in one. So many points. Now you're bringing humble in as well. Can we leave humble for next time? Just Maya, the power of Maya. You know, the power of Maya and, and then how strong it is and how we are all struggling with the power of Maya. Yes, and that Krishna can overcome the power of Maya. Now, the kids, right? First of all, Srila Prabhupada, how was Prabhupada conceiving it? Prabhupada came from this very transcendental platform and then came down a little bit towards the people. Adjusted a little bit, but he kept, he adjusted a little bit for the people. Then it still didn't work. He adjusted a bit more and a bit more um, to make it all so that they could connect. So initially, Prabhupada had a plan for the kids that he would say that 
they should, uh, there's no need for all these things they learn in school, all they need to learn is little mathematics, the, you know, reading, writing, like that, and, and scripture, huh? and that was it. So, but how can, if you educate your kids like that, how can they function in society? They can't. They can't. They can only fun- function in Hare Krishna communities. So Prabhupada was in favor of that kind of education. Now, we have socially evolved. You know, when, when Prabhupada came and started this movement, he came with all that transcendental energy. And then we, we started to find a social form in which we could function. And it, trained, it changed tremendously over the years. Right? I mean, we, the, in the past, anything Maya, that was not allowed. In this temple, I came here for the first time in 1984 to this place. And at that time, there was not one lady in the temple who was allowed to be there without her head covered. I mean, that was the standard. No one, no lady, if a lady walked around without a head covered, that was a big thing. And a big issue was made out of that. Now, I'm not getting on, but I just see all the heads, right? (laughs) It's okay, I'm not telling you that now we have to bring back 1984. Uh, That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying it was a different cultural time. And so, from Prabhupada's time and after Prabhupada's time, the Krishna conscious movement was quite isolated from society at large. Devotees who had a job outside were very few. It was even Grihastas. We're all, all living for the temple. All working with the temple. Some had a little house here in the street, in the back. Yeah? Somehow or other. And, and of course, what is Bhakta Bhavan? That was Grihasta Bhavan. Yeah? All the Grihastas were running flats there. Yeah? But everyone was connected to the temple. The idea that you would have a job... And it's like, you know, I remember in, in 1985, there was a vice president in Vrindavan who left the temple and went to Australia to get a job. And we all thought, my God, he fell down. Our conclusion was, he fell down. He had everything. He had a good life in the temple in Vrindavan. He goes to Australia to, to get a job, to look after his family. The guy is totally in Maya. That's what we were thinking. And now we're living in 2019, right? And it's a whole different thing. Now we are so integrated in society. Everyone's working. And are you uh, still connected to the temple? I mean, really? You know? I mean, are you a brahmacharya? I mean, I mean, what's wrong? <laughs> no, but just tell me privately, what happened? <laughs> Was it that bad? <laughs> yeah? I mean, we're living now 
in a time where we're much more so socially integrated. So yes, um, so now questions come. Oh, the, ch the children, uh, what about the children? Um, when we tell the children you have to come to Bhagavatam class, they leave. Well, when we tell, when we tell the children don't come to Bhagavatam, Bhagavatam class, then they never come. <laughs> so then there's no question of leaving because they never come. Um, how do you deal with children? Everybody knows it's not what you tell them to do. You have to inspire them. If you tell the children, you must come to Bhagavatam class. If you don't come to Bhagavatam class, <laughs> and then, yes, whole week, no sweets. <laughs> oh, 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 that's bad. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, then Bhagavatam class. Okay. Yes. But if we are. So we have to inspire the kids about Bhagavatam class. That's the trick. How to do it? That's a parent's job. You got to figure it out. But it's only by inspiration that it will be done, not by force. Oh. So being a parent is a very difficult thing. I know. I'm like, I'm a guru with disciples. Same thing. Very difficult thing. Uh, somehow or other. But I'm trying. So we also have to try. So with intelligence, how to attract the kids. Participation is powerful. Instead of passively being there, Participation. Drama is based on the Bhagavatam, and they are the part. Huh? When you see the little kid in the morning, <laughs> that's good. That's very nice. They can lead. They can lead. They don't have to sit there. They can do things. They can chant. They can chant the slokas. Like that, we have to make it participation is the key. They can lead kids, why not? <coughs> Teach them how to lead a kid, then let them lead a kid. In this way, make it, make it fun. That's the art. Good luck in bringing up kids. <laughs> they, they're not your kids, they're spirit souls who are now under your care. They didn't grow from your body. Only their body grew from your body. But the soul didn't grow from your body at all. The soul is on its own destiny. The soul is not genetically, not genetically programmed in the same way as you are. That kid is on its own destiny. And you, as a parent, can only give blessings as much as you can. And the rest, inshallah, the will of Allah will come to pass. Okay, with that, I will end, and I thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada.